20th? No, 19th. No, 19th? Oh, okay, just one day off. Okay. Thank you, Lloyd. That helps. <laughs> um, my, my master's is in art education, and I have a minor in history because, I don't know, after I got my bachelor's, I thought I should take some more stuff since I was teaching art at Glencone Hooks Bluff and 7 through 12, and so I started taking night classes and ended up getting a minor because I have a lot of time life books on history, and that must be a sign that I should <laughs> get something like that. I also have other kind of books, though. I used to have all kind of time life books. Um, Lord, thank you for the speaking to us through the music and through the, the lyrics of the music. Thank you for this Lord's Day. We ask you that you come and be with each of us here, and when people go online, that, they'll, that you'll be with them there, too. Thank you. No, we really thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are our comfort, and you are our guide, and you are our best friend, and we are your children, the sheep of your pasture. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to go to Acts chapter 10, uh, but before we go there, let's, and I, this is not to like get us all stirred up. This is not an advertisement for one of the news agencies. However, there is a lot of things going on in the world, uh, all kinds of things going on in the world. And I, I was thinking back, I was in the other building um, on 9-11-2001, and they called me from home and said, turn on the television, you need to see this. I had a little black and white television over there, and um, I turned it on and watched the second plane crash into the second tower. I didn't know what to do. I like, wow, all the commentators were talking about, is this an attack? Are we in war? What's going down? And then, then we heard about another plane that had gone into the Pentagon. And so the best that I knew to do was to go buy me a television. This is just showing you who, who I was in the moment. You know, uh, I had a little flip phone, but... Um, <clears throat> I didn't have a hard-line phone upstairs, so I went to our, our favorite Kmart, which is no longer there. I went to Kmart, and I went and bought a hard-wired telephone because I thought, well, if we're under attack, they're going to take out the cell towers, and I can't talk to anybody and know what's going down, so I'm gonna buy I went and bought a phone. I, I know it wasn't the wisest thing Probably should have gone and bought guns and something. I don't know. You do, you, you do what you can think of to do. And all I could think of was my parents sitting on their side porch in Rainbow City, me playing in the yard. My grandmother lived next door. And every so often, the conversations, especially as fall came on, they would talk about Pearl Harbor. Now, they weren't at Pearl Harbor, 
But my dad was in a training uh, ship in uh, Chesapeake Bay, and uh, Patsy's dad, who I did not know her or her or her dad, her her dad was a assistant, a medical assistant uh, to a doctor, what you know, like a paramedic kind of, and an ambulance driver, a lot of things, and he parachuted in multiple times. We, she has a list of places he parachuted, North Africa, different different places. So I listen to the news nowadays and all the things that are going on and all the attacks on Israel and college students marching everywhere and they're marching down the street from our kids in New York City because they're, they live a few blocks from NYU and so college kids are being college kids and they're all listening to TikTok and they're like craziness. I mean, like how crazy could it, could it be? And But then I think of 9-11 and then I think of my parents and them talking about Pearl Harbor on that Sunday morning. So, and then bring it in closer to home the guy that sat behind me in homeroom in 1967 in Miss Hicks' homeroom has gone to be with the Lord. Dad, gum it? <laughs> you know? How dare he? How dare the Lord? I guess since the Lord probably had, you know, sort of say so about these things. Um, so as a church with three services, we go on. We go on to whatever is the next thing to go on to. Um, you know, we have turn tunnels to tower now. We have all these stories of people. Um, people on one of the subways that was going under the river, and they felt like they didn't know what was happening, and so they stopped the subway, and they reversed it and took it back over to Jersey, thank goodness, because it came out in the area right there at the base of the Twin Towers. And they've rebuilt that, and we've been there. Patsy and I have been right there, you know, and it's like, I'd been there two times when it was a big mud hole of, of where the footprints were gone, and there was draped, stuff draped to keep bricks from falling off the buildings on the on all of the buildings around 9-11, you know. And for all the beauty of the, of the Freedom Tower, doesn't make it up. Just doesn't make it up. You know, we can go to Pearl Harbor and we see the remains of some of our battleships still sitting there. They've turned it into a museum kind of like place, but it's, those ships had our people on it. So, God of the universe has not changed. And our part is, I, I mean, last week I was watching y'all have church online and I was laid up with COVID. I had never gotten COVID. Like, you know, why would I get COVID then? I don't know. I did. You know, I, I'm not a really 
good, patient. I stayed in our tower area. And my wife was gracious enough to say, are you hungry? Yes, or something. I'll bring you a tray. I'll put it on the bottom of the steps, and I'll text you. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anybody to get this. <laughs> At one point, I decided that I needed to clean up, and I said to her, I text, I said, hey, you know, I think I feel good enough that I could go downtown. Nobody's downtown, and I could take a shower at the building. And she said back, that's a great idea. Get me out of the house? Yep. I got to watch the leaves change every day. Different leaves fall off. Like, oh, this is a pretty good view. Up here, I'm just incarcerated is all. You know, and, huh? <laughs> yes, it's a lovely prison. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then and then I, I didn't think to look about the the post part. I just thought, well, once the fever's over, then a couple of days later, I'll be able to go out. And maybe I can go to the memorial. And you know, I was calculating all this stuff. And then you know, when I did get up and move around, uh, I ran out of energy really fast. And then there was this sensation that was sort of like when I take antihistamines. I don't know if when you take antihistamines, when I take them, it puts you way, even though you're only like in front of me, it feels like you're like 50 feet back. When you, and when you talk to me, it takes a moment for the, those words to come through my brain that I understand the sentence that you just said. I, I wasn't prepared for that part either. And uh, my wife said, look it up online. Well, it's true. All this stuff takes a while, and you just have to kind of take your protein, drink your, stay hydrated, and, and be patient, just like when you were up in the tower. Even though you can get out, you still can't quite do what you want to do. Okay, Acts chapter 10. Let's be historians and let's go back into time because God is still God and there's strange things afoot on the earth. And we need to all keep our wits and keep our focus because none of us know what he might give us individually or together an assignment that's important. There are still important assignments. It's not all done just because we have these 66 books. <laughs> you know, the king is still the king. And Jesus is at the place of honor right now. And the Holy Spirit is here with us. And there's still stuff to do. So it says, now there was a man at Caesarea, reading New American Standard, Named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian cohort. So what we know from that is that, is that uh, Cornelius was Italian. Probably he's Italian. And, the, and he's over 100 soldiers, right? And so his group is undoubtedly, they're Italian too. Their little group probably eats differently than everybody else, but they're, they're Italian you know, so he's got his own little, little Italian group of them. They're together. And he is at Caesarea. Now, Caesarea is, uh, where would that be? In modern, it's, 
if we look at the map of Israel, go to the Mediterranean and go north of Tel Aviv and you will run into Caesarea. Caesarea on the Mediterranean. South of Haifa. Very good. Good. So yeah, you've been there and done that. Let's see, what's that? What's the rest of that? Been there, done that, got the got the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So what so let's find out about this guy. Verse 2, he's a devout man and one who feared God with all his household. Huh. And he gave alms, offerings, to the Jewish people and prayed to God continuously. Wow. If you want the man of the year for the Time magazine thing, this is the guy. I mean, he, he does a lot of really spiritual things, being that he's Italian. You know, in the Roman group. Okay, and about the ninth hour, about three o'clock of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who has just come in and said to him, Cornelius. So now, you know, sometimes we say vision, you know, you and I might think, okay, faintly something, an idea. This is undoubtedly a lot more powerful than that. Verse 4, and fixing his gaze on him, and being much alarmed, this was an encounter started. He said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now, what you and I can get from that is that God is paying attention of what you and I are doing. He's not off somewhere else in Alpha Centauri doing something, going, oh, yeah, what are those kids doing that? Check on them. He, he knows. He knows what you and I are doing. Okay, I'm going to be nice about the kids marching places. Have mercy on them, Lord. The ones that don't know any better. And have mercy on the ones that even know better. That turn, turn their hearts. Verse 5. Now dispatch some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon. Lord's give him a, 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 a job here. Who's called Peter. He's staying with a tanner named Simon who has a house by the sea, by the Mediterranean. Verse 7. And when the angel who was speaking to him had left, he summoned two of his servants and a devout soldier. So two servants and a soldier of those who were in his personal attendance and after he explained everything to them he sent them to Joppa now Joppa is 24 miles south of Caesarea so now you got the image and thanks to what Clay said so so we know where this took place and we know where Peter is staying which is 24 miles on down the coastline at Joppa and the, uh, the angel has given him instructions, send somebody for this. There's a guy that you need to meet. Okay, verse 9. And on the next day, as they were on their way approaching the city, Peter went up on the, on the housetop about the sixth hour of the day uh, to pray. And he, and he became hungry and was desiring to eat. But while they were making preparations, he fell into a trance. Okay, so in this one little... 
few verses here, we've already found out there's an Italian guy that is having a vision, a powerful vision of an angel coming and talking to him. Now, down the road, 24 miles down the road, Peter is up on the roof, and Peter falls into a trance. Just your ordinary Christian day. This is just run-of-your-mill stuff. It really is. We, we make this out to be, th this is just run-of-the-mill, anything can happen. Open universe. You may have the greatest encounter of your whole life and changes your whole life trajectory tonight at 7 p.m. Could, could be that way. Don't know. Be open. Verse 11. And he saw the sky opened up in this trance, and an object like a great sheet coming down, lowered by four corners to the ground. And there were in it all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures on the earth and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, By no means, Lord, for I've never eaten anything unclean, unholy and unclean. Again, a voice came to him a second time. What God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. And this happened three times. And immediately the object was taken up into the sky. Okay, that's weird. As American Christians, we don't think about stuff like this happening. But, and why would God even do it this way? Except that he definitely... Peter had no problem remembering this forever, I imagine, right? You know, big sheet comes down full of animals and all this stuff. God tells them to kill and eat. They're not holy. They're not on his Jewish list of things to eat. <laughs> That's a conversation that takes place. Not only that, but he does it three times to him. You and I would be going, I'm losing it. You know, I need to resign. I don't need to, like, I don't, maybe I've got a fever. You know, I was up here on the roof. Maybe I ate something really bad last night or this morning. I don't, I don't get it. Because we're Americans and we, we think how we think. Verse 17, now when Peter was greatly perplexed in mind, as to what this vision which he's, which he has might might had seen might be, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, timing I just love Constanto, the men sent by Cornelius, the, the three of them or so, having asked directions for Simon's house, appears at the gate, and calling out, they were asking whether Simon, who was also called Peter, was staying there. And while Peter was reflecting on the vision up on the roof, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. But get up, go downstairs, accompany them without misgivings, for I have sent them myself. Now, why did God say that without misgivings? Anyone? And he knows Peter, that's right. 
Yeah, he knows Peter exactly. He knows that Peter's going to balk at this. That he's not going to go, oh, well, I'll just go with them because God told me to. He, know, he knows him. I love that part. Because, see, I'm a balker. So, yeah, I know you don't know, think that. Y'all think, no, not Jim. Uh, yeah, I drag my, I just, there's so many times I can't even remember. So this makes me feel good. The dumber things that Peter does, the better it makes me feel. Because he's always doing something dumb, you know, saying something he shouldn't say, doing something he shouldn't do, you know, so. Verse 21, Peter went down to the men and said, Behold, I'm the one you're looking for. What's the reason for which you have come? (laughs) And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man, well spoken of by the entire nation of the Jews. Man, they're giving him the whole background of who this is, who sent him was divinely directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and hear a message from you. That's pretty good, pretty good little layout there. Verse 23, so he invited them in and gave them lodging. And on the next day, he got up, he went away with them. And some of the brethren from Joppa accompanied him. I bet they did. I bet there was a bunch of people in the house that night wanting to talk. Want to talk to these Italians, wanting to, you know, these are Jewish people. You know, this is a, this is a weird, this has been a weird day. This has been a weird night. This is weird, weird, weird. We're going with you. I don't trust them. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you know, just because it's not in there. You know, it is. You know, that's what we're going to do. 24, on the following day, he entered Caesarea. So they've gone 24 miles on back up the road. Okay, now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and his close friends. And when Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Stand up, for I too and just a man. Did I tell you one of the things that Michael said to me? When I, I went over to see him a couple weeks ago for like an hour and a half. So we had one of those brother, brother, father, son. I don't know. It's all kind of different ways of talking. So at some point in the conversation, Vicky was coming and going in there, and he was very lucid. And uh, he says, hey. Don't let them make me out to be something that I'm not, would you? Don't let them hold me up. I, 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 I am the very same thing that I heard Wimber say that time. When Wimber said, I'm just a fat man trying to go to heaven. He says, it fits me the same way. <laughs> Will you please tell them that? Okay. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I love sitting on near the back row and listening to Josh and Chad talk about their dad. Boy, those boys can talk. They were really, really good at telling all kinds of stuff that you, I would never hear. Uh, the, you know, the interactions of back home as the boys are growing up. 
Just, that was just so good. Verse 27, as he talked with him, he entered and found many people assembled. Verse 28, and he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a man who is a Jew to associate with a foreigner or to visit him. <laughs> I love Peter. And yet God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. And that is why I came without even raising any objection when I was sent for. Oh, yeah, well, why would you just say all that stuff to him just as your intro, bud? So I asked for, what reason have you sent for me? <laughs> Cornelius said, four days ago to this hour, I was praying in my house during the ninth hour, three o'clock that afternoon, and behold, a man stood before me in shining garments, and he said to me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms, that which you've given, has been remembered before God. Therefore, what's well, strong up here, that verse. Therefore, send to Joppa and invite Peter, who is also uh, Simon, who's also called Peter, to come to you. He's staying at the house of Simon the Tanner by the sea. So I sit for you immediately. And you have been kind enough to come. Now then, we all here present before God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. I just loved what this scene must have looked like. A Roman centurion. He is not dressed in his evening clothes. I imagine he's got all of his accolades on. Okay. And the Jewish fisher guy is there with his little crowd. So you got a little crowd of Jewish people and a little crowd of Italian people. And they're kind of in the room, gathered on each side. I mean, maybe not, but I don't know. And opening his mouth, verse 34, Peter says, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. Ugh. May we never forget this, no matter who we find standing in front of us. No matter what they look like, no matter how they act. In every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. And the word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, parentheses, he's Lord of all. You yourselves know the thing which took place throughout all Judea, starting with Galilee, after the baptism which John proclaimed. You know of Jesus the Nazarene, Nazareth, who, <clears throat> my eyes are a little blurry, how he anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. We are witnesses of all the things that he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. We also, they also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. And God raised him up on the third day and granted him that he become visible. Not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen. 
beforehand by God, that is, to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly to testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Oh, that's... Of him all the prophets bear witness that through his name everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who were listening to the message. And all the circumcised believers who came with Peter, the Jewish ones, were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Not just on our Jewish people, because we're special, we're Jewish. Of course he would pour out the Spirit on us. But these lowly Gentiles? <laughs> there was some repenting going on. I don't know if they said it out loud, but that... There was some humility, humble pie was being passed around in this moment. Verse 46, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God, <laughs> just like the morning of Pentecost. And Peter answered, surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we did. Canny, and he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked him to stay on for a few days. And there's our ancestor. And they may be saying that they're stirred against the Jews. Don't believe it. It's against God's people. The Jews and the Gentile believers. There is a war. We know there's always a war, but the war is surfacing right now. Now, whether it comes back down or it goes on until Jesus comes back, God, our Father, sends him, I don't know. There's war right now. Your will be done here as it is in heaven, Lord, with your children from the natural olive branch to the grafted on part of the of the christians lord have mercy upon humanity turn all those that have gotten caught up in judgment bring humility into their hearts may may mercy triumph over judgment Lord, spare, wait, we know you will, so we're just agreeing with you. You will wait to the very last person before you sent back Jesus. Let us not be distracted from, the, from the, the moment that each of us are in, no matter if our friends go to be with you, relatives go to be with you, whatever happens that we do not lose the ability to listen, to watch, 
to be on call, to know that by your Holy Spirit, the power of the living God can come through us in the name of Jesus and heal and deliver and save. Thank you for this Lord's Day. In Jesus' name, amen. Communion. That's what that, you weren't thumbing a ride, were you? <laughs>